Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. We are recording episode number 52 today, and it's an exciting one as the new FPL season is about to kick off this Friday. I'm pretty sure many managers are still tweaking their teams, so we will do our best to provide some latest insights to you. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Surtop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. We reached another big milestone last week as we surpassed the 50,000 downloads mark. A big thanks to all of our regular listeners for your support. And Surtop, I noticed you reached a personal milestone as well as you made it into the Elite Analytics 64 Division 1. So what is that all about? As you know, there's a metric called Massive Data Rank, which we use to measure how analytical you are playing and how good a manager is in terms of analytical measures. It is based on obviously like prediction data, but they're also using some kind of like FPL outcome also in it. And so we have this analytic uh, elite analytic divisions like division one and division two like in total 128 managers all right cool so based on like who everyone who applies they sort managers and then the you know top 64 becomes the division one and then okay. the other the following 64 becomes division two and yeah. so last season i was in division two um even okay. though like i'm playing with analytics obviously so i have a good rank uh, but yeah. my season history was not enough. I mean, I only played sure. uh, like two seasons the year before. Yeah. I finished my third yeah. season. This right. season, I made it to the Division 1. So it's very similar to wow. other elite you got promoted. Spirit. Yeah, I got promoted. <laughs> we should do a, a party, promotion party. <laughs> we should, we should. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And uh, who decides on that then? Is that like a few people or is it just one person who runs the league? So. The massive data rank is generated by FBI review and also FBI research on Twitter or X, okay. I should say, probably. And so Simon analytic underscore FPL is managing the league. So he is just getting okay. the measures from, you know, review and research, and then he's managing right. the leagues. Okay. Well, all right. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, good news for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All right. So, yeah, last week we got maybe carried away a bit as it was yeah. my first episode after my holidays and we ended up talking for more than an hour. Uh, today we aim to be a bit more concise and I also hope my audio quality will be better. So apologies for the issues uh, I had last week. But in the meantime, I got a new microphone. So hopefully you will hear the difference. Today, we'll follow the new format of this podcast, as we outlined last week, with several fixed topics we want to look at each week. The first topic will be the accuracy of the models, but for that, we will still need the first set of actual results. Um, so this is only something we can do next week, once we have the game week one results, uh, and then we can compare those to the predictions. Mm -hmm. So the other topic we want to cover is the data source predictions per team, split by defense and attack. Sirtab already took us through that last week. And today we can look at the latest data. Did you maybe already notice any differences, Sirtab? Uh, so 
I haven't compared to the last weeks actually. So I, as you mentioned, I got carried away last time. So I will keep this part <laughs> pretty short. Let me open it first. All right. So okay. and this time I highlighted the you know best and worst fixtures. And yeah. so for people who are watching on YouTube, they they should be able to see the yellow bars around uh, some of the fixtures. If yeah. you see it, it is it means that they are in the ten percent uh, like percentile in terms of how good the fixture is, both defensively uh -huh. and offensively. And no right. surprise that the, you know Manchester City has five uh, out of six games they have in this category. Arsenal has yeah. two fixtures, Nottingham Forest, Fulham. Liverpool has Bournemouth game, which is pretty good in terms of the you know fixture quality. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea only has two good defensive fixtures, Luton and Nottingham Forest. But offensively, okay. they are not in 10% uh, percentile. And mm -hmm. Newcastle has uh, three defensive, like good defensive fixtures, Aston Villa and Brentford and uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. And uh, Manchester United has two good offensive fixtures, Wolves and Nottingham Forest. And Tottenham mm -hmm. has uh, Sheffield United in game week five. So these are the only, you know, the... The fixtures that makes to the you know top ten percent. So if okay. um, you know you are just trying to use analytics at the very you know as little as possible, I think this is a good place to start in terms of this which fixtures to aim. I mean, obviously people yeah. have you know triple City Arsenal whatever, but just to keep yeah. in mind that these are the good fixtures. Um, oh, it's a nice way to look at it, and it's a good uh, addition versus uh, last week because I think last week you didn't have those yellow bars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a little Maybe bit hard to see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so, and in terms of worst fixtures, I added this uh, almost red bars around, uh, and yeah. I sorted from worst to well best in this case, and. Obviously, right. Luton, as a newly promoted team, they have uh, they're both defensive and offensively they are pretty weak. And Burnley has a really tough game week one fixture. Obviously, nothing in Forest. Most of their fixtures are pretty difficult uh, defensively yeah. in this uh, uh, at the beginning in these first six weeks. Yeah. And yeah, I think one interesting thing is like Aston Villa's. Um, a game against Newcastle offensively, it is one of the worst fixtures uh, here. Mm. It makes to the 10%, actually, which is interesting. And yeah. similarly, uh, Everton's uh, game against uh, Aston Villa away, it's also 3.4, offensively very weak. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is nothing surprising I should mention here. I mean, most of the worst fixtures are against, you know, top teams like City, you know, Liverpool, sure. Arsenal, uh, Newcastle. But yeah. yeah, anything you notice or anything you want to talk about? Um, well, not right away. I don't, as you said, I think there are not really too many surprises. I think some of the promoted teams uh, are showing here. Um, as, as let's say the weaker teams, you know, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield. Um, no surprise. Of course, I think we also need to learn li still a little bit about those teams, so maybe they will surprise us. But also looking at some of the fixtures, yeah, it's it's quite obvious, right? Brighton, City, Arsenal, United, Chelsea—they have some quite tough 
you know the, the new teams are playing against quite some tough opponents so i think it's yeah. it's, it's normal that they show up here um so now again i think it's a nice way to show it maybe if you go back to the the, the previous one with uh, the better teams yeah um i think also there uh, yeah we covered it last week and i think we will also cover it when we talk about the optimal team i think everybody will of course try to fit in uh, as many city and arsenal players as possible uh those are the two i think standout uh, teams um, and then after that, yeah, it will be a mix between Liverpool, Chelsea, Newcastle, United, and also Brighton. So no, yeah, yeah. I think pretty much we just need this chart to make our team. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, actually, Chelsea's defense, I think, is a little bit confusing for models. Uh, some models have them modeled really um, weak, and some models okay. think they are all right. So it's one yeah. of the big questions. And also Manchester United's defense is also another question. Um, yeah. As you might have noticed, I mean, their defensive rating is pretty low compared to other yeah. top teams. So maybe after a week or two, uh, it will change. But Yeah, it's, it's that's right a little bit strange. Because last week, uh, not last week, last season, they did pretty well uh, defensively. Mm. Uh, but maybe now with a new goalkeeper, even though... Well, he should uh, add value or he should add reliability to the team. But I guess it's also kind of an unknown. And that's also, of course, nice now uh, with a new season. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of unknowns. So, yeah, we are making some predictions and some estimations. But you know, we don't know. The same for Chelsea. Unfortunately, Nukunku got injured. Uh, but they, they still have Jackson. And I think under the new manager, they've been looking pretty good. So, you know, should we judge them based on last season, which was really bad? or can we be more optimistic? So that's also, of course, I think where the uh, the, the 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 managers uh, in terms of FPL, uh, the FPL managers uh, evaluation come in in, yeah, in terms of how, they, how they judge each team, and, and which which makes it interesting, of course. Yeah. All right. Pretty nice charts. Thanks again for preparing those. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the other topic we wanted to cover uh, also each week is to look at some of the, the discrepancies between the models. I think yeah. as we explained last time, there are different uh, people or different, let's say, providers of the, the data. And we could see some differences in the estimations between players. So did you notice anything there, sort of? Any, any players that stand out here? Yeah, let me open it. So this is the discrepancy table. Uh, I tried to prepare it as fast as possible, so I'm sure that it doesn't have any, you know, titles or the explanations about the numbers on the screen. And for people who are listening, uh, I will go over these names. So okay. obviously, the well, I shouldn't say obviously, but some models they do not update fast, and okay. some models they update almost like in real time. So right. top two players in this list are uh, Jesus and Nukunku, uh, because yeah. some models didn't update after they get in, they you know they got injured. Uh, okay. So some models right. still think that they are they have a certain you know expected value assigned to them, even though that's mm -hmm. not the reality. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to remove those models, you know, just because they are not updated, because their expected value for other players might be valuable. So I just kept the yeah. table as is, but the yeah, top two yeah. players were were like Jesus and Nukunku, and the third player is Raya. 
mm-hmm. obviously because of his uh, transfer uncertainty. Do you know anything about yeah. it? Is it um, no? I think it's still a question mark, right? Okay. I think uh, there were rumors that he's going to Arsenal, which was a bit surprising because they already have Ramsdale. But yeah, they think Raya could be a better goalkeeper, but I don't think it's confirmed. Okay, yeah. I think some models already reduced his minutes uh, to a point that his expected value differs a lot. And yeah. his game week one expected value, for example, the standard deviation is 1.6. So it's pretty significant. And yeah. so I, I display a total here, which is the sum of uh, squared errors. Uh, like across all these uh, predictions over the you know between game week one and six, so yeah. he's the third most uncertain player right now, and we right. have also in this list um, Trossard, Havertz, and White. So their ownership, right. as you might know, is over like five percent. In in White's case, is ten percent. So yeah. it is. I'm not sure if it is a like minute issue or if it's a um, you know issue with the team strength, how it's modeled in these like prediction models, but they yeah. appear. And anyone else? Yeah, I think, yeah. well, I, you didn't mention Timber, but I think Timber came in into the Arsenal squad and, I think you know, he played in the Community Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did, he did really well, I thought. And that's, I saw many people commenting on it that he really, uh, yeah, he, he uh, he stood out in the first game for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So I guess like Timber and Trossard and Havertz, it's like Arsenal players where we're not sure how if much playing time they will get. Yeah. So maybe and, that's where the difference comes in. Eh? That some model right. give them more minutes than, than others. And I'm a yeah, bit surprised and, about yeah. White because I guess White is a bit more fixed. But yeah, yeah, I think it's the same issue with Arsenal probably. I mean. Right. I think you're right that in Timber's case, most of the uncertainty comes from game week one. If you if you check it, it's okay. like two point one. The standard deviation is pretty high, but then right. it goes down to the level of you know Trussard, Havertz, almost like one point five or one point six in game week six. Yeah. So I think his minutes are more questionable, especially for the first few game weeks. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah. yeah, the rest of the uncertainty is probably. Related to Arsenal's um, like perceived strength from these models, right? And yeah, that's something that's uh, quite noticeable. There's a lot of Arsenal players on the list. Yeah. There's also Rice, Martinelli, Sinchenko, Udegaard, Saka, even yeah. But just a shout out to Timber, as he's Dutch. So I'm quite happy to see a Dutch guy on, ah, on the list. I'm also wearing mentioned. a Dutch shirt today. So <laughs> I'm planning to wear a football shirt now every week, so uh, let's see if I can. Uh, have a different shirt. football shirt, or are you going to rotate? <laughs> Do you have to rotate? Yeah, I'll try to rotate. Let's see how many shirts I have. I need to. Uh, I need to look in my closet. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. All right, and uh, think and you had another file for this as well? Yeah, and I also uh, generate. I check the discrepancies when we scale their minutes to ninety. So okay. you know because it. The uncertainty right. might be coming from like minute uncertainty, or it might be coming yes. from the you know perceived strength, of either team strength or the players' strength. Right. And Trossard right. in this category appears at the top, so he's the most uncertain in terms of these players. Right. And there's yeah. a big difference between his 
like perceived expected value in these models. Uh, and his average minute estimation is 51, if you get the average across all models. Um, okay. Which is not very promising. And he's, no. like even if we scale it to 90 minutes, like his standard deviation for game week one is 2.8. So he's very uncertain. Well, okay. models are not certain. <laughs> I'm sure he's certain of himself. And we have White, Anderson, Rice, and Havertz in top five. Okay. And yeah. So maybe just again to repeat for the people listening and wondering, like, what does this mean for their teams? So I yeah. think these are players that maybe don't show up right away in, in a model. Yes. But for some models, have them estimated higher than others so it's exactly maybe players you should take a look at even though you might not see them right away from the models exactly so players like for example holland you know that he's good and yeah. models agree so you don't need to you know right. worry too much about yeah. it but there yeah. are players that you think is good or you want to have in your team that mod models might not be giving optimal and yeah. instead of like so and maybe you don't have time to check all the other models. So these are the players that are right. rated better in some models and rated low in some others. So yeah. that there's more uncertainty around them. So yeah. for example, we have Darwin here in this list. And right. Diaz and yeah, yeah, lots of Arsenal players. You're right, actually. And even Saka. I mean, yeah. his his uh, like minute estimation is eighty four point three, but he's again mm -hmm. one of the you know. Well, I shouldn't say highest, but it, he appears in this list towards the bottom of it, though. Yeah. And his standard deviation for game week one is 1.1, which is significant. So that models don't agree how much expected value he brings, for okay. example. And yeah, this is something yeah. to keep in mind. All right. Yeah, but I think like Trossard is a, is, a, is a great example, actually, right? Like, uh, we're not sure if he will play, but if he plays, then we know that what he can do. I mean, he, we, sh we saw it also, again, in the Community Shield, where, where he scored the goal. So whenever he's on the pitch, he can be quite dangerous. Uh, so if you want to take a bet on it and maybe go against uh, the field and, you know, have a have a different player in your team, then, then Trossard could be the one, even though, again, yeah, the minutes are really unsecure. So so that's that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty cool. Interesting new information we can uh, provide. And uh, definitely we're looking also forward to receive your feedback, either via Twitter or just, you know, send us a comment. If you find this interesting or maybe if you're looking for other uh, information, we can, uh, we, we can be flexible and uh, change if needed. Yes. All right. Um, so yeah, we talked a little bit about how the data changed. Um, and let's now look at what the solver gives you as optimal team for game week one. Uh, I think, as I say always, this is probably the information that most people find most interesting, as this could be um, yeah, some inspiration for your teams, mm -hmm. of course. So, Sertop, how is it looking like and, uh, you know, what is the solver giving you? And maybe also, uh, what do you have in mind yourself for your uh, Game Week 1 team? Yeah, sure. So, I generated optimal teams from various sources. I mean, we have seven prediction models now. We have FBR Review, Mika, Top 1, Fantasy Football Hub, Fantasy Football Fix, Fantasy Football Scout, Draft Hunt, yep. and FBL.team. Uh, yeah. I won't go over these optimal teams because otherwise it will take you know, it will be another one-hour episode. Um, but 
there there are certain things that you know that's very common like for example estupinan appears yeah. in almost all models and yes. ederson is a popular goalkeeper and if he doesn't appear it is either like steel or pickford um, yeah i also see leno in one of them but still mm-hmm. as the bench goalkeeper in that case and i see saka in most models uh, bruno fernandez appears yeah. quite a bit mubemo is a probably a great enabler uh, with his price point and yes. obviously now we are you know out of forward options uh, Holland obviously appears but um watkins appears in fbi reviews model when you saw it optimality but i don't see him in other models so yeah these are some of the common things and the fantasy football fix model actually gives uh salah as the optimal and also fbi oh, okay and yeah. by the way, these teams are the ones that I optimize with no transfer, no, no right. scheduled transfer, I should mention, so that it keeps yeah. Salah through the whole horizon for, you know, seven game weeks. Um, right. So are there any teams that you think look good here that, you know, if you had to play with a model, like which one would you prefer, I should say? Ooh. I probably should spend more time than looking at it. But I, I yeah, I think first observation, as you also said, I think most names are not really surprising. I think there's also a lot of names that everybody has on their mind already. A uh, few things that stand out maybe in review that he goes uh, with three Chelsea defenders. So that's mm-hmm. maybe something that everybody is uh, planning to do. I think what also is is quite interesting, and you mentioned already last time that I think one four models are just going with one attacker mm-hmm. so it's kind of a four five one formation then where they just go with Haaland I think I see the one from Mikael Tokfam mm-hmm. uh, the one from Draft Hound and a few others where you know you they, they just take two uh, bench attackers so the cheap attackers 4.5 yeah. million and then just go with Haaland and like that, you know, you invest your money mostly in uh, midfield and, and defense. So that's not something I think typically managers will do as, as you know, many people talk about having flexibility, but I guess flexibility could be something that is more something for ITAS managers <laughs> and maybe <laughs> uh, the data doesn't care that much in this case. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the other thing maybe to say about the goalkeepers, you know, Steele is there, but I think the risk with Steele is that there is yeah. a Brugge now in Brighton, and I think a lot of people expect that during the season Verbrugge might come in. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, nobody knows about it, but he's a very talented goalkeeper, and and with with that kind of risk, you yeah, you probably don't want to take it. You don't want to have to transfer your goalkeeper. So I think some people will go for a safe option like like Ederson or we talked about Onana, which was a popular pick in, in, in the game. I think it's like 25% ownership, but yeah, sure his ownership that. is quite high. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I think models, I mean, since they mostly use uh, data from last seasons, I think they still right. rate Manchester United. Well, yeah, you just mentioned that. I don't know why, but Manchester United defense is not rated very highly. So, I mean, I uh-huh. haven't seen Onana as as an optim as the optim like inside optimal no. team yet. Yeah. but maybe he is. 
Uh, we don't yeah, and also there is uh, Shaw is not mentioned. Well, also uh, he was quite, uh, yeah, a good uh, a good defender with attacking potential as well. So um, also he is not in there. So indeed, United seems to be uh, one to avoid from a data perspective. Yeah. But on the other hand, does the models do favor the Rashford Bruno combination quite often? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about that because I don't have Bruno in my teams so far. <laughs> so uh, that that could be a risk. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good to go over that. Yeah. Um, and so, what does it mean then for your own decisions? Do you already have, or are you already close to your game week one team? You think? Yeah. Since you asked, I generated something very quickly just to see you know okay. where my head is. Um, yeah. So the obviously solver likes to rotate goalkeepers. Uh, that's one thing that you will notice quite easily, because yeah. if you think about it, if you're not using analytics, there's usually the tendency of getting a four million like bench goalkeeper and then having a fixed yes. goalkeeper. But model yes. likes to rotate it. If someone is rotating their goalkeepers, they're probably using you know some kind of a model at one point. So yeah. and I see that Pickford and Leno has. You know, good, you know, complementing fixtures that okay. might be a consideration. And Estupinan is obviously, he appears in almost yeah. all models and Botman too. Um, I con- I'm i considering having James and also another Chelsea okay. defender, Colville, uh, because they have good game week three and four fixtures. And my okay. midfield line is pretty standard uh, in terms of like Saka, Mubemov, Fernandez, and Rashford. And only yeah. maybe different thing, different player here is Martinelli, mm-hmm. and in forward I have Watkins and Holland. And you, you probably have noticed, but to have Watkins, I am using actual FDR reviews data, and okay. I have Mik- Mikael Tokwam's data here at twenty five percent, I think, uh, in terms of okay. ratio. Right. This team makes sense to me, but yeah, what, what do you think? No, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of template options, I would say, even though <laughs> there might be different templates. But, uh, no, as you said, I think Estupinan, uh, many teams will have him. James, I think more teams will have Chilwell over James. That's because I think James has a bit more injury concern. And maybe also in some of the friendly games, uh, Chilwell was, was more attacking than, than James. Mm-hmm. I think that's why... We will see more people going with with Chilwell. Yeah, yeah Botman is a good option. I think, yeah, as many people said, he's he's underpriced, four and a half million for for Newcastle defense. So yeah. it's good to have. Um, so many midfielder options, and um, yeah, I think the ones you have make a lot of sense. Saka, Martinelli, two Arsenal players, plus two United. Uh, Bruno and Rashford, and then you know the fifth spot. I think we will see different options. So there's Mubemo, there's Eze, there's Mitoma. Yeah. I think also a lot of people are talking about Madison now, uh, and I'm I'm included <laughs> in that group. Yeah. Uh, you and the same, yeah, for the attack, Haaland and Watkins. Yeah, you know, you you cannot really uh, argue against it. I would say. Yeah. So are okay. you like are you sure about your team then? Uh, yeah, well, not completely sure. We can take a look at it. I think I'm about 80 to 90% sure. Uh, there's still a few positions that I need to make some final decisions on. And, you know, 
kind of changes every day, right? Because you, you look at Twitter, <laughs> there's a lot of content being shared. So sometimes it's, yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of valuable content. So uh, there's a lot of great content uh, uh, providers there or content creators, I should say. Um, and of course, you know, not everything is correct. So you still need to put your own thoughts uh, onto it, let's say, but uh, it's always good inspiration. And of course, you know, there were some friendly games after the weekend. Uh, there's also uh, some some new injuries like like Nkunku, which are, first I didn't look too bad. So I was planning to keep him on, on my bench, but now it looks like he will be out for a longer period of time, which of course is very unfortunate. He, he looked really promising. So it, things like that, we need to, of course, keeping an eye on uh, before before the deadline. So just taking you through my team at the moment. So I'm going with Onana in goal. As I said last time, uh, I know him from his Ajax days and he was pretty exciting there. So I think, uh, yeah, he can he can have safe points. He can also have bonus points. So I think I'm pretty much fixed on, on him unless I need to save the half million uh, for, for, you know, to invest elsewhere. And in that case, I would prefer Johnston from Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. He's my favorite four, four and a half million goalkeeper. And as the backup, yeah, I still have Ariola. I think a lot of people are now talking about Turner, who is moving to uh, to Forest. So he's he's four million goalkeeper. Uh, he used to be the third keeper for Arsenal. He's now moving to Forest. Mm -hmm. So I think that could be an interesting option to then have four million, probably playing goalkeeper on on the bench. Uh, in defense, I'm planning to go with Estupin and Chilwell Gabriel. So I think that's quite template. And then Botman on the bench. Uh, and I have Bayer of Burnley as my 4 million option. I still would like to see if I can fit in a City defender, um, you know, because I don't have Aderson in goal. So I think it would be good to have City defense covered either with Stones or Diaz. But I'm not sure yet if and how I'm going to do that. Because uh, either I need to sacrifice, you know, one of Estupin and Chilwell or Gabriel, or I need to add the City defender as a fourth uh, option. So, yeah. still need to think about that. So that's one of the things that's uncertain in my team. Then for the midfield, I think four out of the five players I'm pretty sure about. So I will go with Saka Martinelli from Arsenal. I will take Rashford. I added Madison to the team because I like Spurs so mm -hmm. far. Of course, for a big part, it depends on Kane. So if Kane stays, and so far it looks like it, then I think Madison can be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my fifth midfielder, currently I went with uh, Jogo Jota from Liverpool. I'm um, yeah, I'm also surprised. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, he, he's, he's been getting quite a lot of playing time. And I, I think we know that Klopp likes him. So it's an interesting option to to get, you know, some Liverpool coverage. But on the other hand, yeah, there is a lot of rotation risk there, you know, with Gagbo, uh, Luis, um, yeah, Darwin, you know, you name it. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure yet. If I don't go for Jota, then... Probably I will go for a six and a half million mid, and then I need to choose between Eze and and Mubemo. I think those will be my two favorite ones over Mitoma. 
And then for attack, yeah, I don't think we need to talk about Haaland very much. I think most people will go for him, even though maybe after the Community Shield, some people said, oh, you know, is he still uh, in form? He only played 60 minutes, but yeah, you know, it's Haaland. I don't think we can bet against him. I think there's also some people now trying out a Haaland plus Kane draft after Kane scored four goals in the friendly. But personally, I still prefer to, to, uh, to spread my funds a bit more. Currently, I went with Jackson. As I said, I think Chelsea will do pretty well under the new manager. Unfortunately, they don't have Nkunku, but I think Jackson can can cover. Um, and as a third attacker, I went for Mubama from West Ham, but that's just to have a cheap four and a half million option for for the bench. And alternative ideas in attack could still be João Pedro. I think he looks promising at just five and a half million. He also took the penalty last weekend. I think a lot of people are talking about it. So, you know, if he's nailed and he's he's, he's kicking penalties as well for them, then that's of course a great option at five and a half million. But also there there is rotation risk. And Brighton fixtures turn uh, after the first three weeks. So you know maybe something to keep in mind. If you go heavy on Brighton, then yeah, you know that probably you will have to uh, spend the transfer on it. But still, the first three game weeks look, look really good, so maybe we shouldn't look too much beyond that. All right, yeah, that's it for me. Any uh, any recommendations or any 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 feedback? I think you're aware. I mean, I uh, I I'm tempted to go with safer options except james obviously because you know <laughs> uh, maybe I, I i will drop him too but yeah i mean jota is the only thing that uh, yeah. catches my eye here that might be a little bit risky but then i thought as you, you as, a, as, a as a liverpool fan <laughs> i thought you might like it <laughs> yeah i mean i like it i mean i like seeing it but yeah just yeah, no, as I'm... your friend i'm i'm just trying to warn you that okay. it might yeah, also be bad. I mean, if you yeah. if you notice that he's not getting enough minutes, then he will be a player that you will need to replace. And yeah, right. yeah, just. But in a way, it's easy to replace though because you know you can easily downgrade. So it's just it's just one transfer. But uh, yeah, might be better to go with a safer pick. So that's still something to think about during the the next day or two. Yeah. Well, just don't okay. complain if he gets a hat trick and you, you don't have it. Yeah, I said so. Indeed. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'll, take, uh, I'll take my own uh, decisions. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Well, All I right. like it. Like, you clearly put lots of thought into your team. So I like it. Well, I think as most people do, right? Game week one, it's important to get it right. And uh, yeah, we keep making changes. But the deadline is approaching. So we need to. Fix our minds pretty soon. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot. Um, probably we should leave it here. So as mentioned, it's the final day, or not the final day, but the final couple of days before mm -hmm. the season kicks off. And uh, there's a lot of content being shared by many people. So let's not make the pot much longer and keep yeah. it easy for everyone to listen to. Uh, did we miss anything, or you have any final thoughts, Sir Top? Uh, two things. The first one is I will share the optimal teams uh, using, again, various sources and then share it on uh, Twitter or I will probably share it on Discord too. And okay. if people are interested, like join our analytics Discord. It's a fun yep. place to be in. 
and the second thing is um i was checking the captaincy obviously like every, every, everyone will captain Holland. but when yeah. review first came out i think it had Saka as the best, like you know, highest option in terms of expected value. It is still yeah. close, but Holland is ahead now. Only okay. model that has Saka in the first place is Fantasy Football Fix, and yeah. I think the difference is quite small, three point seven percent between Saka and Holland. And FPL teams model has Rashford as the best option. Right. Um, so I think in terms of captaincy, I think it's pretty clear. But if you are looking for some exciting options, I think Saka and Rashford are yeah. the ones that kind of recommended by the models that yeah. you might consider. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about United is also that they play against Wolves at home. And uh, Wolves, I think, yeah, they're quite in some trouble. Yeah, they changed uh, They didn't the make too many signings. You know, they, they just uh, also... Uh, uh, change manager so I think Wolves doesn't look good at the moment so that's something you could of course bet against and that also for me could be a reason to go you know or that makes me worry that I don't have Bruno let's say because I think United against Wolves potentially uh, could be a big score I think yeah okay good to consider indeed if people dare to go against Haaland then uh, Saka or Rashford could be some good options and you had uh, another point you said, or this, or this was the one you wanted to add? Uh, the first one was about, you know, that I will share the optimal key. Oh, yeah, Discord. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Okay, then, everyone. Thank you again for listening. This was FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number 52. Uh, good luck with making your final game week one decisions. We will be back again with another podcast next week to prepare for game week two. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And do follow us on Twitter, now called X, for Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. And as of this season, you can also find us on YouTube. So Surtop, I did the closing sentence last week, but actually I wasn't feeling so comfortable with it as it talks a lot about uh, staying analytical. So I think actually... I think actually it should be your role from now on to to close. Okay, I can do it. Uh, Until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye. All right, goodbye. Thanks, everyone.